0: Because of the coronavirus epidemic, and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics, here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm doing the show tonight with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. It is. And uh, yeah, uh, there's a, a lot to talk about, and we certainly uh, are going to get to it, but I do just want to say, as I try to mention every time, we love to hear from our listeners, and we certainly want to talk about the things that you want to talk about, uh, or you want to hear us talk about. So uh, drop us an email. It's contact at civilpoliticsradio.com or uh, at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter and also facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Uh, if you go to civilpoliticsradio.com, you'll find recordings of previous episodes of the show, some supplemental episodes we've done, and also the dedicated news source that we sort of cobbled together from sources that we all decided were reasonably trustworthy. Uh, we we may have to take RT off that, guys, though. I don't know. It's just... Um, mm.
1: <laughs> I was watching it tonight. Uh, it happens to be on Dish. It, a lot of cable companies have pulled it, so you can't watch it. Sure. But man, it, it will make your hair curl. It's all about de- denazifying Ukraine, and it's... it's Okay, so we're going to take right that out out of off. Left-
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, i don't oh, think it's on be,
0: there yeah, but i was just off right now yeah yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah oh is it on there i i, I thought we yeah, no, i thought, I thought, thought no. I thought
2: it was i thought you were serious no 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 oh, no, no, I, no, I no, just... no 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 <laughs> no never been I, on i was there. So i was strolling you man
0: i was i haven't like
2: done a like a a survey of of the stuff that we have on there it's just been there for for a while now yeah but I mean, can years. you imagine,
0: yeah. John? When would you ever have said, "Oh yeah, no"? I think uh, RT should be a trusted news source. I mean, God. I don't even know what RT <laughs> yeah. is. It's, uh,
2: Russia Today.
0: Today. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's. A, I thought it's it was some like, obscure
2: website that Sue wanted, and then oh, nobody yeah. cares. Like right.
1: <laughs> no right wing. No, no. It's right, it's straight from. It's like Lavra. I mean, it. If it's you're an American.
2: If you want to see
1: what the propaganda is, because they're saying that the Russian folks, especially the folks that watch TV, um, they have no clue what they think that they're actually chasing Nazis out of out of Ukraine. It's unbelievable. Make your hair curl. But you might want to just look at it just to give yourself like a touch point of this is how bad the Russian propaganda is. It's pretty bad. Very bad.
0: Yeah. Well, in fact, uh, they were saying.
1: That they'll they'll talk they'll do talks. You know, Lavrov was saying, you know, we'll certainly talk to people in France and, you know, the Ukrainian existing the you know, the Nazis that are running Ukraine right now, but we won't agree to anything until it's completely demilitarized. It's like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's well, um scary. You want to demilitarize, you could send your troops home. But anyway. <clears throat> um <laughs> yeah, that that does remind me though. Uh, there's uh, uh, something I started. Uh, I put to, I've put together sort of a cobbled together a list of accounts I'm sort of keeping an eye on on a list I uh, uh, on Twitter called I just call you know the Ukraine War, and uh, that would be uh, something we should I should probably switch over to to civil politics. And so, if readers are or listeners are interested in seeing some of the sources that uh, uh, we're looking at. Because there's some some good ones, you know, some people on the ground, some experts, you know, people doing cybersecurity sites like Bellingcat, you know, there's, try to try to get a, a, a different mix of things. Um, so, yeah. By
1: the way, you know how they're getting info to Russia because they've shut down now a couple of the news sites and all that. Um, yep. People are going to restaurants in Moscow. So mm-hmm. you pick out a, you know, just do a Google search, find a restaurant in Moscow and you write a review of it that says "Rush, you know, Putin is lying, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> and they're having trouble keeping up with it. It's really great. That's what people in the West and elsewhere are doing Ukraine. Wow. They, they review restaurants in Moscow. So wow. you can just b- bury your comment under there and, you know, they're working really hard to, but I, I thought that was a great idea. How to, how to um, get you. Cause a lot of people, there's just, it, it's like a news blackout except for the official, you know, TV. And they shut down, um, was it Echo Russia, which was uh, a neutral radio station? They just shut that down. They shut down one of the newspapers. I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, Restaurant Review, that's how they're getting around the social media um, censorship. I can hear Michael typing now. Let's see. (laughs) That's
0: that's exactly the kind of...
1: Applebee's in Moscow. Let's see if they
0: have one. Yeah, well, that wasn't me. Uh, that was, dumb, <laughs> was thinking, yeah.
2: <laughs> They just opened. That was. <laughs> oh my God, CNN. Jesus. Well, at least the, the guy that, that ruined CNN is, is gone. So there's Morgan? <laughs> no, higher up. <laughs> oh, I can't remember the well, guy's name. But right. yeah, yeah, Morgan yeah. was yeah, the was a symptom, not the cause. Um, the president like of DNA. Trump, Trump uh, is the symptom. we uh, no, yeah. I know yeah Trump mean. is also a symptom of like a lot of things, but um, yeah. Uh, he. So I forget what his name is. Um, Jeff Zucker. Zucker. He yes, was, that's was, the name. Uh, yep president of cnn basically you know he was in charge he's the one that changed uh cnn from being more news focused to being more like entertainment like he Guess was who's going
1: to cnn who chris wallace makes sense He left Fox.
0: yeah yeah interesting i think he's gonna do it streaming though i don't know i don't remember who uh i saw a post about it on twitter but somebody uh uh Apparently, President Zelensky recorded a message and they've got somebody, you know, robocalling from the Ukraine, uh, uh, just calling people and saying like, hey, uh, we don't want you here. This war is totally unjustified. Please tell your sons to come home. Oh, interesting. Random cold calling numbers in Russia. And it's like that.
1: Yep. They'll get around the TV. Yeah. And all the young people know it's the it's the old farts that are convinced that, you know, Putin couldn't possibly lie to them Uh, or they dare not say.
0: Well, I think it's more that I think the 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 folks of your vintage and mine are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the state government, it might be lying to us. Huh. Yeah. That's a hmm, yeah. That's a shocker. I don't know. (laughs) I wonder if I wonder if it's (laughs) almost like, oh, look, we have to wait in line for things again. Ah, the good old days are here again so anyway we were trying to talk about the state of the union here in the united states since the president did give a live national address (laughs) uh and i thought there was some stuff of interest in there so um well uh, of course the president did lead off with talking about war in ukraine uh russia's invasion and I think the United States, I agree with all of those experts out there who are saying like the United States is doing more or less the right thing just because uh, a direct military confrontation with Russia is really dangerous and going, you know, quite likely to spiral out of control to something truly uh, 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 catastrophic even on geological timescales. So uh, yeah. I'm glad that we're not doing that. Um, He's yeah. closing,
2: uh, airspace to Russian flights, yep. like American airspace, to Russian flights, um, b- along with a, l- a bunch of other countries. That was a really interesting announcement Yeah, uh, from the state of the union. Um, and that might have a major effect, uh, because I'm sure there are a lot of, there are some Russian flights that go through Alaska. So oh, <laughs> probably,
0: probably, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I don't know how like how many like up there, but you know, I'm sure that there are some that like going to Canada that refuel and like I don't know, anchor anchorage or whatever. <laughs> so Um who knows? more modern
0: airplanes, I think, actually have the fuel capacity to fly directly over the pole. But yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. used to be that used to be that was a major uh you know, Northern Alaska was a major stopover point. Um I do think it's um It's worth noting, and I'm very disappointed in this, that the United States has not taken the same step as the European Union and just said, "If you're from the Ukraine, you don't need to worry about visas and stuff. Just you can stay for the next three years. It's fine. Just you're okay. We understand. There is no way. Aren't we working on why not
1: TPS (laughs) temporary protective status? I think they have either voted on it or it's coming very quickly." here but people are taking a while to get here
2: they are white people so that would that so then the the republicans probably won't like complain about immigration then so it seems seems less likely
1: they're not all white and actually there was a problem at the borders that um some of the news agencies pointed out and they fixed it they actually had double lines two sets of lines for people and you know I mean there's a lot of students and folks there from other yeah. countries too but yeah they were saying that there was a problem with folks getting out of Ukraine who happened to have darker skin.
0: I've yeah and I've I've I've, I've seen some first hand accounts of people who were uh uh turned away and had to find alternate routes and spent quite a lot of money trying to get over the border and uh spent at least one night in the sub-freezing temperatures because the Polish border guards wouldn't let them through because they were dark-skinned. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, and that's they were fighting over whether it was the Ukrainians or the the Polish in the particular case I saw too, which who who was it that was not letting them go through. So, but I think they fixed it and I think the all the press jumped on it right away, which is a good thing. So,
2: well, it's anyway. from a European country. Let's I'll just say that. Yes. So yeah. it's not like it's not like there's um saber rattling in Brazil or something and the and people in, in South America need some place to go because they would not be able to come here. But Ukraine is in Europe. So clearly that's it, it okay. Is. Yes. But uh I still think um if if it goes through if if the Congress votes on it which Possibly would happen. Sure. But there, I wouldn't be, I also wouldn't be surprised if there was a huge debate and problem with, with just
0: letting people in. I, I wouldn't be surprised because after all, if we, if we let people from Ukraine in, why aren't we letting in people from Yemen?
2: Exactly.
1: Or Syria. Well, well somebody raised raised that with Hungary, because you know Hungary last year was building a wall to keep yeah. out all the Serbian and all the other refugees. Uh-huh. And uh What are the Serbians? Pro- <laughs> <laughs> um Well it was anyway, people were coming through Serbia.
0: Oh um, through Serbia, okay.
1: Yeah. Um but from the Serbian side. But uh the person that pointed it out made that exact point that it was, you know, Ukrainians was a different story. And then somebody else pointed, you know, because of the color of their skin, but somebody else pointed out that actually folks in Hungary probably well remember having tanks invade. And it might be more of an empathy with your country being invaded by tanks. You know, it's what's causing them to flee that actually made Hungary more welcoming. I thought that was an interesting point. I said a lot of people would remember that it would be part of the um that's, the um,
0: uh, no that's a fair point i mean it's not like uh, the the you know us government you know bashar assads uh uh regime is using tanks or aircraft or other modern weapons of war they're having just guys go through with you know spears and swords and, and uh <laughs> yeah exactly you know Pointing and gap. um yep. You know, uh, blunderbusses, you know, like that's the most advanced weapon they're using in Syria. So, like, the, I can totally understand how they wouldn't be able to empathize with how terrifying it is to have people m- trying to murder you and destroy your home and kill your family. And, well, I and think it being was economic I, I
1: immigrants economic immigrants versus people who are – countries are being invaded. So, anyway uh, – the, the big uh,
0: refugee I, crisis in Europe over the past few years has been people fleeing from Syria. So – you know, yeah,
2: and, and Africa.
0: That's true. And and and, and and you know, and, and are there wars happening in Africa and right now? Plague. I mean, and has drought the United and- States, for instance, blown anything up in Africa recently? I think we maybe have not in the last week. I don't think. Actually, we should right. check that because I think we actually did conduct a yeah. bombing raid this oh, Jesus week. Jesus Christ! Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it was maybe it's just a drone strike. Drone strikes oh, don't my count, God.
2: right? God, we just can't. We're yeah. addicted. What
1: the hell? So you guys love um, inspired speakers. I, you probably didn't catch this, but there's a guy. Um, the, I didn't catch Biden being to...
0: inspiring. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. This is a segue to Biden, but this guy's an envoy to the UN from Kenya. His last uh-huh. name, I think, is Kamani, uh-huh. and he uh-huh. was he was speaking about Ukraine, and he said, "You know, all of Africa inherited borders that were set by Paris, Lisbon, mm-hmm. UK." Mm-hmm. Um, we, we could easily have contested those boundaries, but we didn't do that. We decided to work with the boundaries as they were given. And if we hadn't done that, we would still be in bloody wars. I thought that was very insightful. Mm. And the guy just basically shamed everybody. It was really a pretty amazing speech. Like I said, it was, um, he was at the UN this past, within the last week and the yep. the speech is being replayed. So anyway, I just since you mentioned sort of boundaries and but so speakers, yeah, Biden was not that inspiring.
0: Pretty good at the end. Pretty yeah. good at the end. The, the when he was talking about uh uh the importance of military health and 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 fighting cancer and sharing the, his personal reflections on his son. Uh, yeah. That that's that's just terrific. <gasps> did you, and, did you
1: hear what Bobart Bobart said when he was talking about his son? Oh I my couldn't God. hear
0: it in the moment, but I did read the report. Uh, yeah, that was uh, spectacularly poor timing on her part. Um, right. as, and even, um, the, you know,
1: Republicans,
0: I even the Republicans I gave her dirty
1: looks. About so, so,
0: so President Biden was talking about how uh, the military, uh, the U.S. military has sort of a, 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 a operating procedure where they burn trash and waste and things like that so yes burn pits yeah, burn pits right and uh they're not exactly safe in fact they're they're a they're huge horribly health hazard unsafe yes right and he was talking about Apparently how veterans. right and he was talking about how soldiers were coming home in flag-draped coffins because of that and he said Including, I th- including perhaps my my son, Major well, Bo Biden, you know, who died of brain cancer, and, you know, and he's basically so he he talks about the flag draped coffins and you know and in you know and he's immediately sort of saying you know like my son for example and. Uh, while right after he said the phrase "flag draped coffins," uh, I think it was Lauren Bobert, might have been Marjorie Taylor Green, but I think it was Lauren Bobert.
1: No, it was Bobert.
0: Yeah, it was Bobert. Green had
1: something else to say.
0: Yeah. What about the? She started to build the wall. She tried to. Yeah. Yeah. What about the thirteen flag draped coffins that came home from Afghanistan? You know, or like your flag draped coffins or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know I. Call, trying gassed. to call, trying to call him out for the people the for the U.S. servicemen who died uh, during our chaotic and and crappy and all the things we said about it at the time uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan mm-hmm. and uh, it it was a, a a crappy thing for her to say anyways but especially because she basically was trying to call him out while he was talking about. You know his son, who died quite possibly because directly because of his service in the u s military, so and
1: they're gonna change that policy. that was his point is that they're gonna yeah, they're gonna take care of it
2: the The problem with John Stewart, uh his show on Apple plus actually did yeah. an hour on this on this topic uh, and talked to some of the vets that were um trying to campaign to get this changed and uh, it was a really interesting. Oh right,
0: you know, yeah, watch. that was like his first step, first or second episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So uh, it's on Ample Plus, so nobody can really see it. Maybe it's on. Maybe parts of it is on YouTube. Uh, Definitely, but- parts
0: of it are on YouTube. But hey, you know, I mean, if you're watching Ted Lasso and you're done with that, you can watch. Uh, you can watch <laughs> the problem with Jon Stewart. <laughs>
2: watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, he's and been on the morning show, and anyway. Yeah, Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> been on y- a lot of y- shows. Y- um, Talking about he,
1: it, which is, is really good. Because he did the he did that with the nine eleven vets. He actually got that
2: through. He shamed Congress when yeah, yeah. they're doing
1: something. So it's yeah, important. So um
2: he the the burn pits are definitely just absolutely terrible and they've been standard procedure for years and years. Um forever, so, actually. Yeah. So it's um it's something that uh that's really great that they that he's decided to take on. Um so that, that 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 policy is very good.
0: Yeah, I also and, go ahead
1: Sue. Uh, go. I I was just looking for my note on it, and I actually don't know if it was one of the point where everybody stood up. But there were a couple of places where both sides of the aisle did standing ovations, but yeah. I can't tell you for sure if that was uh, one of them. I thought it was, few, but I can't remember.
2: remember.
0: Not, not a I I I I I think I suspect that everybody was going to stand up so they didn't look like a jerk for not clapping for his dead son. Because, like, I think even Mitch McConnell would be like, oh, that might make me look bad. So, but Yeah, Mitch uh,
1: McConnell looked like he'd uh, swallowed a turd. (laughs) His face all evening looked terrible. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's true. He did look uh, even worse than usual. Yeah.
2: There was a point (laughs) where Chuck Schumer stood up, like, way too early. Yeah. Oh, I only saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to pick on your side just a little bit, but um, uh, I mean, go for it. We're okay yeah. with AOC, with, uh, with picking on ourselves. AOC, <laughs> AOC looked bored,
1: especially. I don't blame her. That he wasn't. Yeah, he. She looked like she was just. This was not her idea of a good speech. So they kept going to her on one of the channels I was watching. She just looked disinterested and bored. Uh,
0: Here's the, here's the thing. A lot of what he said, he, he said we should do, you know, are good ideas. We should be doing more to make childcare affordable for people so that, you know, people who are, want to work can work, you know, absolutely. There's a whole bunch of useful things we should be doing. And definitely, uh, uh, the, the, uh, separation of the infrastructure bill that uh, Joe Manchin was interested in from all the other stuff that needs to happen was, as everybody thought at the time, a huge mistake. But the stuff that Joe Manchin was willing to vote for, uh, you know, is good and will include things like getting lead out of water in places like Flint, Michigan. So that's that's good. You that's know, good. these these yeah. these are all positive steps. Um, but he made him drop the coal provision, which is going to kill our, uh, you know.
1: Climate change no. is going to get all of us. You know what's oh, yeah. a good thing? What? No. What? What? <laughs> uh, um, I shouldn't. This is probably out of go sequence. Ahead. But um, I believe that part of the reasons the Russians are bogged down is Ukraine is warmer this year, and the and the ground didn't freeze, so they're stuck on the roads. They can't. If they blow up something on the road. They can't go around it because a lot of the track equipment. It's the ground isn't frozen enough. So climate change. Yeah, I've noticed save Ukraine.
0: I've noticed that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm astonished the ground isn't frozen in February in, yeah. in Ukraine. But yeah, they waited. That's they were waiting till the ground was frozen. I
1: mean, that was part of the the buildup, and waited till the Olympics were over. So, by the way, Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know what she said? Build the wall. Yeah, that's what she said at some point.
0: That was sure. It. So yeah, my um, I, I suppose if uh, there are things I, I want to criticize uh, President Biden for. I don't remember what they all are right now, and we are approaching the end of the first half of the show. But we the can the do thing,
2: criticisms next half, if you want.
0: <laughs> well, the th- the main thing I want to criticize him for is he did talk about the importance of you know continuing to deal with the coronavirus epidemic and how we have made some great strides, and that's that's all true, and it's great that we now have medicine that can actually help help people who are actually sick as opposed to just preventing people from getting as sick, but Fundamentally, uh, this is a public health crisis that continues, and health is not something that can be left purely to individual decisions. Uh, it doesn't exist purely as a, as a, as a personal good. Uh, we do live in societies, and we interact with other people, and we depend on other people to uh, not pollute the air and the water even beyond the climate change aspect, just like, hey, if you want the water to be safe to drink, you need to do something about your sewage kind of thing. Uh, and you've got to stop the burn pits if you don't want to be getting cancer from the terrible smoke. And uh, people need to wear masks uh, in public to prevent people who are at real danger in real danger of, of getting COVID and dying or developing something particularly de- debilitating. We need to keep doing the masking in public. We just do. It's It sucks. It's a tedious, but that, that has to be our new normal because otherwise millions of Americans and, well, tens of millions of people around the world are going to be unable to go out in public and live their lives. And I, I don't think that's acceptable. I think we have to do, have to recognize that, well, you know, I'm responsible for you know, not eating too many potato chips and uh, making sure I get some exercise and whatnot, you know, especially when I have leisure time. But fundamentally, we all have to collaborate on public health and that public health is is inseparable from health in general. And so I'm particularly disappointed that President Biden is not using the full power he has in the uh, executive branch to make sure the CDC is keeping those those guidelines in place. Yeah, sorry. I don't think anyway. he wants to.
1: Exactly. While well, I might <laughs> while I might disagree with you Mike, I did want to point out the two things he announced. Um the test to treat, which is a new initiative, which means if you went and got a test at like all the pharmacies or everywhere that you can get a quick test, if you're you possible. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're positive they'll they'll give you pills. Some of the pills for treatment yeah, of COVID. Hundred that, that, percent. That's that. good. Um, yep. And the second thing that he announced that's pretty good is that um if you go to covidtestgovernor they they're gonna give you more free tests. So if you already got your also two good. kits, you can get more kits and you can sign up the second week in March. So that's good. That's two new initiatives. So
2: I'll put a link to I'll put that link in the show notes and on the website for this episode. Um. So everybody, and they should be. We're recording this. Uh, the uh for the fourth of uh March, and that should be next week. Uh, so that, yep. that they'll start becoming available again. Um. So definitely, definitely, definitely go and get some. Uh, they like we got some in the mail. Um, we signed up for them. It came a few weeks, and now we just have COVID tests just yep. in case. So, it, yep. it's, um, it's something. I need to remember to do that too. I got mine. Yeah. I got mine I, too.
1: And if you're in a two family, they'd only send you one set of two kits for the same address cuz the UPS
2: you yeah, you can only you, you can only do four. So this is your second for, set
1: if you need them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can only
2: do four for address, which yeah. um sucks but yeah.
0: You know. Well, I need I need to get some of those cuz I used up the OTC ones I had last week when I thought I was I had it. And you do three address two or three addresses you could use i not really but anyway uh but we are at the halfway point here Here. so i'm gonna i'm gonna say let's throw to uh the public service announcements uh promos and other stuff we we air during the halfway point to keep the fcc happy and then we'll be back with more civil politics here on valley free radio just a couple of minutes so please don't go away we'll be right back to evidence-based radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasederrata.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we are back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts.
2: Uh,
0: A town that we are lucky enough to live in and be completely uh, uh, free of bombardment by Russian artillery. So that's, you know, always a good thing.
2: (laughs) Knock on wood.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. But it's just, I don't know. It's it's a moment I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that uh, we have uh, the space to focus on something as, you know, quotidian um, and uh, low key as the president's State of the Union address, uh, <laughs> and actually, I mean, you know, because I mean, that's 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 something we do every year, and it's 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 a whole lot more fun than a war. Now that I think about it, I mean, honestly, I was kind of bored in the moment because President Biden is um, he's oh. never been a he's never been a, a, a hugely compelling speaker, and yes, and he's showing his age. I think he's so old, but I can yeah. get into that later. Uh, yeah. Sue,
2: you wanted to talk about the um, uh, honoring the, the, Breyer, the mo-
0: Justice Stephen Breyer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great place to start. So go ahead, Sue.
2: Yeah,
1: no, it was a really, it was a nice little segue just to honor him because he's a very interesting character, Stephen Breyer. But he's retiring, as I think our audience all knows. I think in June, Mike. Do you know? I think his he's planning to be he gone. He right announced after this his session.
0: plan. He announced his plan is to retire after this uh, session or term or season. I forget exactly how that, I think they call it session, but you know this season of the Supreme Court. You know, like uh, you know, walk out as the credits roll at the end of the final episode of this season, and then they'll have a new like uh, a new starring role for somebody to start with the next season uh, in the fall. Um, One of his
1: clerks.
0: (laughs) Originally, yes. But it's worth noting he didn't say that he was leaving. He said he will uh, after this after this Supreme Court term, uh, assuming that a choice, a a replacement has been uh, 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 confirmed by the Senate.
1: Here's a stupid question I hadn't thought of before you said that. What if Breyer doesn't leave? Can they appoint a 10th justice?
0: The uh, governing federal law specifies that there are nine seats on the Supreme Court. So, no. Yeah, they have to change the law. I thought it was open-ended, in that it was a matter of the Constitution they- is open-ended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I believe there is at the moment a govern. I, I I haven't sort of tried to specifically read the statute, but my understanding is there is a governing federal statute that specifies that there are currently nine justices to seat in the Supreme Court. And the president, as specified in the Constitution, the president nominates, the Senate confirms, and then they serve for for the rest of their lives, the, or um, until they yeah,
2: retire.
0: Well, wouldn't that the, be
1: fun, though, if they did that? They added her and didn't, and he didn't leave. That would be
0: interesting. Anyway, well, if he, ch- he he he,
1: this <laughs> would be tied. Well, no. here's
0: the thing: he would be. Uh, until he actually leaves she would not be able to take a seat on the court because it's his until he either dies or retires so if he doesn't actually actually pull the trigger on retiring then she wouldn't be able to to replace him and there's there's mm-hmm. the way it's currently structured she can't take over join the court un, except to replace him or someone else i suppose you know if yeah. you know uh, uh You know, I didn't Clarence think Thomas Cong- is suddenly lifted up into heaven by, uh, you know, a grateful alt-right Jesus for his services or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I just – I didn't think Congress could write laws. I thought it was um, just a matter of where it was and that if if uh, they appointed Con- another one, that would just be added Throughout, but the, throughout I, the campaign. I'm speculating.
2: Throughout the campaign, they um, the one of the big things with the Supreme Court was we should pleat like vote for us. We should write uh, write a law to to pack the court. Like to pack the court, you do rebalance need a, the court. Yeah, or whatever. If to add more people, you do need an act of Congress to do that. Yes,
0: exactly. Because you know the 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 Constitution specifies that there will be a Supreme Court, but. What are the specifics of exactly how it operates? Well, a lot of that comes out of precedent and tradition, but other stuff is governed by the uh, uh, federal law, and uh, I suppose the the law which sets the number of seats at nine could conceivably be challenged, but um, that's
1: what I was thinking.
0: The tri- <laughs> anyway, all right. I don't I don't want to get off into too much of a tangent, but um, the Supreme Court. Uh, is a, is an appellate court and almost never has original jurisdiction and that's for a matter like that which is you know a civil suit it is a, a a dispute not a not a criminal matter um the uh court would almost certainly uh refuse to hear the case as quote unquote non-just justiciable because you know the question would be like okay so who is harmed you know who is the person claiming an injury that they are then bringing to the court that the court will then address and uh, an issue and issue an order for some kind of remedy like what is that? How would that happen? Um, because uh, the supreme Court the us the u s federal courts in general aren't in the position of issuing sort of advisory opinions their their job is to weigh in on. Uh, matters of real interest, uh, you know, actual, Although, you know, extant they've been Yes. Lately they've been
1: behaving well, badly and well, being yes, advisory.
0: That, that, that's one of the many frustrating ways in which Republicans are monstrous hypocrites, because after years of inveighing against judicial activism and exceeding the power of the court and unelected legislators, that is exactly what the Republicans are doing now that they actually have managed to uh, seize control of a number of courts, including especially the Supreme Court. This, by the way, that's why I said earlier, rebalance the court instead of pack the court. The court's already been packed. That's, mm, you know, yeah. Mitch McConnell has, has spent, you know, 15, 20 years trying to do that and has succeeded. That, that is where we are now. So
1: maybe we should talk about uh, Breyer's replacement, Katanji Brown Brown-Jackson. Jay Jackson, yeah. So I don't know um too much about her, but I know she has some um she's she's been a a public defender. She's got great credentials, but um I don't know if you guys are pleased with her or have any opinion on it. But uh, I think the, she's going to be a great the, replacement the, for him.
0: She everything about I've read about her suggests she's she's great. Um I actually uh, local comic book creator Sean Wong, uh, best known for his science fiction uh, comic Runners uh, and his work on The Tick. Great guy. I really like Sean. He was a longtime customer at my comic book store. But anyway, Sean uh, actually went to high school with her. And so he's like, oh my God, she's great. So, <laughs> oh, interesting. Just a random happened thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, as you said, she's been a public defender and that kind of, uh, perspective that uh, uh, someone who's aware of just how crushing the the government's power can be, especially the power prosecutors can have uh, uh, to put people on the spot uh, and not just people who are who are uh, innocent, which is bad, which is really bad, but also even people who've done something wrong, but, uh, you know, are still being treated badly by the court's uh or being treated badly by the prosecutors for whatever reason so uh,
2: it'll be really yeah. interesting to see any civil liberties um cases coming up when when she's on the bench uh to see like mm. how how the, the decision process or what the the opinions are um since she is is someone that has worked with the other side of that you know like i'm um, trying to help people uh, retain and and uh, exercise their civil liberties instead of trying to trick them in, uh, into giving them away.
1: Well, yeah. and the fraternal brotherhood of police actually endorsed her, and she has police in her family, and one of her uncles has been in jail for life or something for mm. a drug crime. Yeah, she's got a real sort of balanced sort of family. Yeah, in terms of you know just personal experiences, so.
2: She seems fine. Should be. I don't know yeah. a lot about her, but she seems fine. She like uh, from what I've read, she has um, she has good experience. She her background is interesting. Uh, she is a black woman, so she brings a uh, different perspective into it. And then you know she's fine. Good.
0: Yeah. Confirm her. I completely agree. Let's do it. So, uh, what else Manchin did you think was looking at you? <sighs> He's he's just the worst. So, John, uh, you also, I can't remember what it was. What did you uh, particularly want to make sure we talk about from the State of the Union? Because we're, you know, we've only got about 15 minutes left and I want to make sure we get to it. You know, before Sue lobs her rhetorical grenade.
1: <laughs> I've had yeah, about ten I'm minutes
2: everybody Certain clocks.
1: You ready? No, I I think I gave you everything I had already. I'm out lies, of ammo. Lies
0: and uh. So um, <laughs> the thing that I really give me wanted, a ride. <laughs> the thing that measure. I really wanted to
2: to discuss. Not really there, there are some um some parts like uh that I could mention, like um when he was talking about uh uh taxes and stuff like that but the the overall speech the like through it all and he was saying some good things in it but i but two things i just kept going back to one he looks like he's going to fall apart he's so old he looks so old and i'm not and and that might sound ageist and i want but i want to explain a little further please when do when you have a uh, whippersnapper have job, yeah exactly <laughs> when you have this job when you are the president you are not just an administrator you are a figurehead you are a leader you are giving a speech in in front of potentially hundreds of millions of people and you need to like when he's talking about different subjects he needs to have different tones he needs to present different um to push different emotion he needs to be a really good public speaker and he's not he's he's it was it was just dull and uh kind and listless in in a lot of parts and i just it's this is something this is if you everybody thinks back to like the the campaign this is something i was talking about like he's we need someone that's younger not just because you know i think everybody that's from the silent generation should move out of the way but because this is part of their job is to stay on top of things is to present a a strong face or a good face like in in every situation uh, and as you get older, that becomes harder. Uh, that was a good speech. Yeah. They wrote a good speech. I wish someone else could have read it.
0: I And I think yeah. it's also worth Pretty noting. I, have done a better job. I agree. Absolutely. And even, you know, 15 years ago, Biden would have done a better job, but there still would have been stumbling and misstatement and whatnot from time to time because he yeah. he's had a stutter all his life. Exactly, uh, that, that isn't the end of the world, but you know, that's President not, Biden like, is I'm even
2: not even I, counting I, 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 that. Oh, I, just... I
0: get it, and and that's not a that's not a reason to discount somebody. I mean, after all, President Obama had a similar issue, and you know, he's he's an absolute stemwinder when he wants to be. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I agree, President Biden. I think is a little too old for the job. Um, You know, as I I can't remember if I said this on air or before we were were going on air. So, so he seems like he's well, yes, absolutely. Reagan was too old probably when he for his first term, but certainly by in his second. But, um, you know, President Biden, you know, he's he's in good shape for a, a man his age. And I, I certainly don't think that he's actually gone, you know, senile or anything like that. But, I don't think he has uh, uh, the consistent vigor to handle the demands of the presidency uh, in this time of multiple emerging crises, you know, it's, it's just a hard demanding job and he's not doing what his predecessor did and, you know, watching TV all day and, you know, and, and scribbling his name on a few things in the Oval Office for an hour and calling it quits, you know. He'd probably be much more energetic if he if he were doing that, um, you know. And and as I uh, uh, as I you know as I've said before, I, you know, I think he's certainly capable of of, of handling. Thing, you know, I think he's handling this crisis in the Ukraine pretty well because it's it's the kind of you know long standing geopolitical maneuvering and you know rallying NATO and whatnot. And he spent decades doing and building relationships and understanding. I you know, he's up to this task. He's he's perfectly fine for it. Um it's all the other things that he also has to do at the same time, you know, I I I think are perhaps too much for him. And that's that's too I bad. Was-
1: I, I wasn't going to mention this, but of course you've challenged me to come up with a grenade. Actually, Nobody it's not a che- grenade. Oh God.
0: Uh- <laughs> Nobody I, said I, that I, it wasn't a challenge. It. This, it's just, <laughs> just call it, <laughs> you, you've you always, <laughs> you always have a grenade. So we will be like, I have no grenade. See, nothing up my sleeve. Wait, but what's this <laughs> behind your ear, Michael? It's a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Let's go. Come come Putin po- light.
1: Actually, it's not a grenade. So, uh, Biden was I agree with you about Biden and being sort of lackluster and uninspiring. And he said some good stuff that people agreed with. But yeah. there was a point where he was saying the watchdogs are back. They've got a chief prosecutor that's going to go after pandemic fraud. The deficit's yeah. is going to drop by a trillion this year. There's also um, good. monopolies are going to be, you know. Taken care of. There are only four meat packing plants, and the ocean carriers raised prices by a thousand percent and gouged. And they're going to have new standards right. for nursing homes, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. sort of good stuff, right in the vein yeah. of Elizabeth Warren. The camera, wow. there's. I think I was watching. Well, I watch all the stations, but oh, I, I was one listening of the to the stations, it. I didn't
0: watch it. So, uh, what what did I miss? Oh,
1: so they pan they panned Elizabeth Warren because I think they thought she'd have a reaction to it, and she mm-hmm. was falling asleep. She like nodded plan. at her at her eyes. You know, yeah. So I'm totally agreeing with you that Biden, you know, this is this is good stuff, and he didn't sell it. You know, he didn't yeah. even he I, was reading it. Here's the thing, he I think I've got it.
0: about I'm about 20 years younger than Elizabeth Warren, and uh, I <laughs> was struggling to stay awake. So I mean, you know, and <laughs> know. Uh,
2: not being a, like saying good stuff and not selling it is kind of the Democrats uh, like brand sadly. right now that's pretty much uh, what sadly. they do yeah you know they, so he and, didn't
1: say make a make america great he said make america
0: better right <laughs> <I>, did he <laughs> well not yes. not literally oh did he yeah, yes, Did he, actually yes, say that he didn't want to say. I missed
1: that. Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to say "build back better" because everybody knows it's dead, and you know the yeah. the press would have a field day. So he he said, "We're going to make America better." Yeah. yeah, and you could just feel the sort of the the you know the bottle what is it the the fly buzzed as I died. I think that's a famous poem. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt.
0: <laughs> make America better is not as catchy as make America great again. But <laughs> on the other hand, it's, it's an actual adult thing to say, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, America has got, got a lot slogan. of problems. Right. It, well, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it, I mean, if it's a slogan, it's it a meh slogan. It's a crappy slogan, it but it's a, it's, it's a sensible, achievable, you know, one that's, that's grounded in the reality of the situation. Because, You know, even for for, I I think a lot of people would agree that while America has some real problems, it's not, uh, you know, there's a lot of good things about America, too. And there are a lot of things that are going okay, And we need to do better, you know, like like we, we need to make America better. And that's, I think, a very realistic aspiration for anybody who's our president to 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 have that's a sensible goal to stake out let's make america better i mean arguably that was barack obama's you know guiding principle for eight years in office and we've certainly done a lot worse as president than him well
1: and biden's going to get the lead out of pipes i mean they they there are a lot of things that are cooking the the minimum tax for corporations that i think 139 countries have adopted so uh-huh. you can't, you know, as a company, you can't go shopping for a lower tax rate. I mean, that stuff takes a lot of work behind the scenes. He's doing that stuff. It is his people. So, yeah, I I I can see it, but it is meh, as
2: you said. Yeah, and like the other thing I was going to say about the speech is, uh, like, before we get into, like, any specific parts, is this was a a shot at running to the center. Because they are scared for 2022. Yes.
0: They, yes. There was yes, so right. much
2: there that was that was trying to head Republicans off at the past. There was so much that was trying to walk things back. Like you said, like he didn't say build back better. He's like make him mar- and it uh like um when, when he said uh I'm a capitalist, like right, like I'm a capitalist. But like, if if workers don't have rights, then then that's not capitalism. That's exploitation. It's like you are just you wanted to say that for the sound clip. Like this is this is them really really trying to to play to the center, which I don't blame them, but um, because I mean they can't do anything that's more progressive because they they keep getting like. Manchin tied down cinemas. all the time, you know. Okay. So, I don't yeah. know how good that's what good that that's going to do like for for them or whatever, but um yeah, but it's like don't defund the police, fund the police. Like yep. great, cool, you know. And reform and reform, part and fund of that and reform. Is Part of that yeah. is because the defund the police um slogan was co-opted and misinterpreted and everything, so it's kind of like critical race theory. it's not what everybody thinks it is, but because because of all that he has to um he had to walk that back and dis- basically disavow that uh, and I saw someone on Twitter saying like it, it's really interesting to see um how between the the george floyd uh protests and now like what how the democrats have responded and what has what has kept with them like everybody like a lot of democrats were like we need to change policing and everything and now it's like fund the police you know and people clap it was very frustrating to me yeah but um,
1: you, yeah you know he mentioned that 80 bipartisan laws have been signed i mean Actually, Congress is back at work. They have been doing stuff. It's interesting because nobody talks about it. They talk about the fights. And him ending on the speech with the four things that everybody agrees on in Congress. I mean, they were pretty milquetoast things, right? But the four were the opioid epidemic, mental health for kids, uh, the burn pits for uh, veterans, and ending cancer. I mean, mom and apple pie.
2: Yeah. Everybody guess. stood up.
1: Yeah. I mean even the Republicans stood up for the last one. So
2: uh he one thing he did that was really interesting was, you know, every 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 president says the state of the union is good or strong or whatever. Nobody says like, ah, yeah, you know, but he said <laughs> the state of the union is the the people of the country are strong, that means the state of the union is strong.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was really yeah, because an, of you
2: like uh like a, yeah. like a sidestep because it is not strong right now <laughs> we are not we are not in a great place right now so but he's like i believe in you so that means i believe in the country like okay
0: yeah yeah and the i the the idea like the state of the union specifically is definitely not strong um i you know i uh You've got major public figures uh on the the right wing who are going on and on about how terrible Joe Biden is or how weak he is or whatever. Um they're starting to walk back their praise for Vladimir Putin because it's starting to play badly for them, but Yeah, know. they did that in the uh Republican
2: response, definitely. Mm.
0: Yeah, I fell yeah, asleep I, on that one. <laughs> I, I couldn't Please even watch. I didn't even bother. I just I just <laughs> There was nothing there that I thought <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine they'd have anything useful or interesting or honest to say. You know? It was it's, um, it's, the it's governor sad. of Iowa, by the uh-huh. way,
2: um, uh-huh. and they they it was a lot of Republican talking points, and basically it was kind of the same thing. It was the opening of the campaign. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was why don't you vote for us this time? We're cool, you know. But they uh-huh. they. Like they did they were very, very specific, like calling Putin like a madman or something like that Some yeah. you can't be construed and and she was wearing a little pin that had the American flag and the Ukrainian flag on there, yeah. you know, like everybody else was wearing like blue and yellow
0: mm-hmm.
2: um to support so oh in Congress,
0: yeah. yep, yeah, um, oh, that's the Ukraine, not IKEA, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's... <laughs> I thought it was Sweden, but okay, it's Ukraine. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> he didn't really attack anybody, uh, except for like the tax breaks, and he he talked. He attacked like policies, like previous policies. Monopolies. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Well, no, like the like policies of the last administration, like uh, the no. like especially like the tax the tax bill from twenty seventeen. Um and uh if one good thing one thing that i liked in in it that um was uh the buy american um thing that he was talking mm-hmm. about end oh, yeah. to end yeah. buy american so every component every part and manufacturing has to be done in the united states which there are going to be problems with that just either way um for but sure. that is a that is a good sentiment to have for good goal um, yeah it's a good goal it is a good sentiment to have especially if you're trying to do something for labor so
0: i would also point out that um the less we ship goods and materials around the planet the, lower the smaller their carbon footprint's going to be, and that is another yeah. thing that we absolutely have to be doing.
1: By the um, way, heating yeah. oil went up 30 cents in the last three days. Yeah, a gallon.
2: Unsurprising. Heating they're, oil. They're releasing um, heating crude, oil. Like, a ton of crude from the yep. National Reserve. Yeah, 30
1: countries are doing 60 ma- million barrels, but do you know how many days that is? Six
2: days. Three,
1: three. yeah. <laughs> I...
0: You know, it's it's the, the, the war in Ukraine is, is going to cause problems all over the world, and that's just how it is. But we yep. are at the end of uh, this particular episode of Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, so thanks, Sue. Th- thanks, John. We'll, we'll be back to talk more next week. Uh, coming up next, we've got Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we'll have a repeat broadcast airing Monday afternoons at 4 p.m., and uh, you can listen to us uh, on any of the streaming services because podcast versions of this go out, about 1 a.m. on Monday. So listen to us whenever you like in the comfort of your own home. But that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.